1: Hi, it's Joanna Okie here and welcome back to Talking Law, a podcast proudly brought to you by our commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. Now, today we have on the show the fabulous Grace E from our very own Aspect Legal, talking today all about the lessons from the Victoria Beckham trademark battle and how it relates to your business. So you may not uh, draw obvious conclusions um, immediately between Victoria Beckham and your business, but um, in this episode, we explain why they might be more connected than you think. So buckle in, here we go for uh, our episode with Grace. All right, Grace, I just want to say a massive thank you for joining us again on Talking Law. Hi, Joe. Nice to be here. Yeah, fabulous. Look, it's always good to have you, Grace. We um we always traverse some really interesting areas. Well, we think it's interesting in relation to trademarks. We're covering today's topic for the same reason that we record most of our um podcasts about trademarks is because we keep seeing people make these mistakes again and again and again and again, and we just want to ensure that people have the information and the education to um avoid the mistakes that's right I that's think right. So, don't you think like that's, <laughs> absolutely and today is absolutely the same because today we're talking about Victoria Beckham's trademark battle. Now I hear you the listener say, well, how the hell is this relevant to me but the point is it is incredibly relevant to many businesses who come to us and in fact um uh, we were just talking before and you were saying grace that in fact you were, thinking about this topic, um, about the Victoria Beckham case, in direct response to a question that you've had recently about trademarks. And you said to me, hey, I get this question all the time. It's this misapprehension. And look, here's a case that so clearly demonstrates it. So, what was that, Grace? Maybe just walk us through the, the the ambit of what the mistake is that people are making and then we'll talk about Victoria Becken's case and why that demonstrates that but let's just you know for once let's get let's get into the chase and then we'll tell the story so sure. so we'll give the answer first
2: lucky you as a listener you can just listen to the answer and you don't need <laughs> the story behind it this this is very common misunderstanding that when it comes to trademarks you can rely simply on your use, the yeah. use of your brand. Um, so we're really talking about very fundamental issues when it comes to the use of your brand versus the registration of your brand mm-hmm. and it's so clear-cut but we just need to keep harping mm-hmm. on about the same, yeah, reminding same oh, that's issue. Right.
1: And, and it's that whole thing, isn't it, um, you know, I find some businesses get it and usually the ones who get it get it because they've been burnt in the past actually um, yes. if, if truth be told yes. but some businesses get it and as they're creating a new brand they um they build thinking about protection into that creation of a brand and and so they create a brand that's capable of protecting and then they get it registered and and there's no issues because they're first on the register and 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 life is easy from a trademark perspective Um, and they're then able to take action against businesses who are incorrectly using the the mark, blah, 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 blah. But then there's what I would call the majority that fall after them. The majority of, well, SMEs at least, you you know, larger businesses obviously have um, have the resources on hand to always understand the importance of this when they're creating a brand. But the majority of SMEs, When they're starting the business, they're launching a new brand under their business or whatever the case may be, they don't tend to think of trademark registration first off. Mm. And so they have a long period of use quite often. Mm. And in that long period of use, um, at some point, they suddenly realise that just using the name isn't protecting the name. And Mm. we then have to go and go through this laborious process that is a lot harder than had they have done it right at the beginning. Mm. But what we're trying to explain, I guess, is why... It's not enough at that point and why it is that, um, you know, you really need that trademark registration in place rather than thinking you can just rely on the name. So, can't you hit us with it, Grace? (laughs) Tell us about Victoria Beckham and how the hell anything to do with Victoria Beckham could be relevant to us.
2: Yeah, I thought this would be fun to talk about because everyone knows Victoria Beckham or maybe not everybody, but... Spice Girl Days. She was she was popular in the 90s and now she's become a fashion designer. She's branching out into cosmetics and she's actually she's actually been using a brand for her cosmetic products called um Victorium Beckham Beauty. Mm-hmm. So you can have a look at her website if you're so inclined. <laughs> <laughs> and you might see there that she uses her initials, V B. Right, well, similar to a a beer brand, I know. Yes, similar to a very famous beer brand in Australia. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So she actually used her name and that VB initial in Australia for a little while in 2016 and 17. Mm -hmm. What she didn't realise was that in 2018, an Australian company, um, lodged a trademark application for VB in relation to cosmetics and beauty mm. services. Mm. So, by the time she caught on to this, this Australian application was already on foot. Mm. So, as you and I know, in the application process, there's something called an opposition. So, this is where we might have to stop for a second just talk about what this procedural aspect of an application is, because that's what she did. She lodged an opposition. So it might be worth just pausing for a second there, because you and I know what an opposition is, um, Mm. but our listeners might not know. Um, So just to put that little insertion there as to what it is, um, during a trademark application process, and and it's surprising to a lot of our clients, that process takes a minimum of seven and a half months. It's not Mm. instantaneous. Um, During that process, there's a two-month period which is called the opposition period when the acceptance of your application of the trademark is advertised and I explain it to clients as being a little bit like when you put in a property development application and the DA is published or Mm -hmm. it's put on the front of the property literally. Um, So this opposition period is a little bit like that and what happened is these two VB trademarks were accepted for registration by IP Australia. And during that two-month window, Victoria Beckham lodged an opposition. So she had the resources to do that because oppositions, as you know, are very expensive. Um, And it went all the way to a hearing. The hearing officer initially um, rejected her opposition on the basis that Victoria Beckham's reputation specifically in relation to cosmetics and beauty services, weren't strong enough. Wow. Yeah. So she's famous for all of these other things, but not specifically for beauty and cosmetic Mm. products. Mm. So there you go. It's that specific. If you're relying on use, you can't just rely on any old use. It has Mm. to be specific. Um, And there's the risk. And mm. there's the cost mm. and there's the uncertainty. And Victoria Beckham's got resources. She had the fame. She had she had all of those things and it still wasn't enough. And But there's a point, isn't there, what she could have done to protect herself here
1: was to get that trademark registration
2: in early. Exactly, right? exactly. So if back in 2016 and 17 when she was having a little bit of a flutter into cosmetics... Mm. All she needed to do was get on the register. And mm. we know how cheap that is. <laughs> I know. And never- just, I mean, it always, and it,
1: the thing about trademarks that, um, you know, always occurs to me as I'm looking at these issues and thinking of how cheap it would have been to avoid them, mm. <laughs> is the reality that you get your, I mean, trademark registrations are quite inexpensive to begin with, but then they can last forever presuming, yeah. you know, you maintain them and, and you continue to use the mark in the right way. And so it's just this ongoing protection for the life of the mark. Mm. Um, and, you know, so it's, it's just amazing to think um, that businesses put themselves through
2: the pain that they do when it could all so easily have been avoided. <laughs> Absolutely. It's cheaper than your car insurance. It's the only form of intellectual property that you say, as you say, that can go forever, potentially. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else has an expiry date. Yeah. Everything else eventually ends and becomes common pro- like property that's available to the whole public. Mm. The trademarks don't. I was actually thinking about this other, the other day because I was looking at um, generic marks that develop a secondary meaning and then can become registered. And I was
1: well, and I'm sure, like many of our <laughs> listeners were, Grace. I'm sure many of us <laughs> were sitting there the other day, just thinking that, pondering that question. And
2: where did you get to, Grace? Where did well, you get I I was question. thinking of Smiths, Smiths chips. <laughs> yeah, Smith is a common surname, but it's it is. also the name of a very famous chip brand. Yeah, and yep. can you believe the Smiths logo? Was registered in 1931. Wow! And then they didn't get the word mark until like
1: 1992. Wow! <laughs> Isn't they, that amazing?
2: They have. They. I don't know if they tried in the interim, but anyway, I but this has got nothing to do with Victoria Beckham's case. <laughs>
1: But hopefully you, our listener, enjoy the little diversion we've taken here. But, you know, the point is, I think a really interesting point that you have just raised, though, is the difference, is understanding what to register as well
2: mm. and
1: understanding the difference between the registration of a logo and the registration of a wordmark. And... Um, You know, we have a lot of clients come to us who have actually used professionals before and the professionals not having provided the right advice in relation to the distinction between which mark because there's so many and there's so many considerations to make Um, Mm. and, you you know, if businesses go it alone, I, I think the likelihood of them making a mistake in choosing what to register is incredibly high (laughs) (laughs) Um, but even many professionals don't necessarily get it right and and the problem is you won't fully ever understand how good your protection is until the day that you need to use it and that of course is too late to Mm. remedy imperfections Mm -hmm. Um, and Mm -hmm. so you need to ensure this is done right and done early I think they're the messages today Grace what do you think
2: Yes, yes, I think so, and and I feel I feel quite passionate about this, Joe, because I was speaking to a client the other day. He's had legal advice, not from us, and the legal advice was technically very clear, but he didn't get it. Yeah, because it was too it was in, with too much jargon. Yeah, so just in a ten minute conversation with him, where I just and you, you and I try and simplify it in a way that a business owner mm. will understand it because we want to help them. Mm. Um, but just in that 10-minute conversation, he absolutely understood what the issue was and he, mm. he, he knew what he needed to get mm. and that was just coming out of just speaking it from his frame of reference, I think. Mm. Um,
1: yeah. Cutting out the jargon, as you say, Absolutely. Grace. Yeah, um, and then and having a commercial overlay of how this all applies because mm-hmm. um, because trademark the area of trademarks, you know, can look straightforward, but it's just such a complex area. But the importance is to bring it back to simplicity, bring it back to the kiss principle. Yes, but, um, yes. you know, and not overcook, not overcook the registrations, but to um, to get the right things protected in the right time frame. Mm-mm-mm.
2: So out of Miss Beckham's predicament, <laughs> I think the main lessons that we got is that she lost exclusivity. Yeah. She was slow in getting her, her brand protected. She had to spend money. So the outcome of all of this has been that these two Australian trademarks for VB Salon and VB Skin Lab, they managed to get registered. Mm. They settled outside of court. There's probably some document between them and, and and Victoria Beckham where they've come to some sort of agreement as to exactly the terms of how they're going to settle. Um, they've probably been asked by Victoria not to associate with her in any way, shape or form. So she's tried to maintain some control.
1: Mm. And
2: she then subsequently went and lodged her own mark for her own VB initials which will now always sit after the other mark absolutely and it only got registered last week
1: (laughs) oh last week well there you go well (laughs) this is off the press people you are hearing it first here um grace look this has been really useful um i think it's really important reminders for all of Mm -hmm. our listeners and i think what we should deliver up soon to our listeners is is perhaps maybe the next component as well where we see issues occur And that is in um, the way marks are used after Mm -hmm. they're registered and some of the mistakes that people make in that process. So, um, so how about we come back um, and um, and talk about that because I think that will be really useful for our listeners to understand as that mm. next step once they have a trademark registration. Mm. Great, <laughs> brilliant. Okay, wonderful. Well, Grace, thank you so much for coming onto the show again. Any parting words for um, our audience? Get your marks registered. <laughs> Early, Early. (laughs) but if not early, at least at some point, I guess. (laughs) Wonderful, Grace, as always, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for joining us on Talking Law. Thank you. Well, that's it for this episode of Talking Law. If you'd like more information about this topic, head over to our website at talkinglaw.com.au for a free download of the transcript of this episode. If you'd love to read it in more detail. Through that website, you'll also find details of how to contact Grace or any of our other legal team at Aspect Legal. If you have any issues in relation to trademarks or indeed any queries, about trademarks that relate to your business that you'd like to talk to us about. And finally, if you enjoyed what you heard today, then please pop over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Well, that's it. You've been listening to Joanna Oki and Talking Law. See you next time. Looking for a top quality legal team to assist you in your organisation? Aspect Legal is an innovative commercial legal practice that specialises in providing fast and professional services for their clients. If you'd like to chat about how we might be able to assist you, simply head over to our website at aspectlegal.com.au to book in a time for a free discussion with one of our lawyers.